2: to join me to review the double header against Brighton and Rangers, I've got the normal team. I've got Rosie, Bartz and Brundish, and we've got an absolutely packed agenda. So we're just going to get straight into it um, because we can't afford any chit chat this week. Uh, and we're going to go straight to the Brighton game and start as always with the with the Liverpool lineup and game plan. And and Si, um, before we talk about the game plan particularly. Um, can you just, we just come off the back of an international break. Um, we made some quite interesting selections, team selections, and also some interesting substitutes, which looked pre-planned. Can you just give us a quick reminder on how our medical department and maybe potentially our software, Zone7 software and all the other stuff influences these kinds of decisions? because it's safe to say a lot of these decisions didn't go down well with the fan base when the team sheet dropped.
3: What what decisions didn't go down well with the fa- with the fan base? I thought it was like it really had two changes it wasn't such a big deal I thought I don't I don't I, in all in all honesty I missed the fan uproar because it was conference all weekend. Um carvalho was the freak wasn't it? So, uh,
2: Firmino and Henderson, I think maybe it was Henderson coming back in, um, and Firmino starting in the nine, and and for Carvalho in the front three. And Klopp mentioned it, didn't he? He said he couldn't pick because of the medical stuff. So he said it as well. Oh, yeah. is that right? Nunes was on the bench. Um, D- was on Diaz the bench. was on the bench, and Jota was on the bench.
3: So, so one of one of the if we're going to go down zone seven, the one of the algorithms will take into take into account. So, uh, FIFA Pro and FIFA did a big. They they've started publishing three years ago. Um, this uh, advanced analytics of um, of players' minutes playing load but also travel distance and time between games and there seems to be a bunch of research in this i'm not sure how valid it is how the, the implications and consequences of it um but for sure there are some um and my my belief would be that zone 7 leverages that um in a way that we've not seen much before so that uh our lads so in the past we've seen Bobby play less than 24 hours after arriving back from the 24-hour flight right um but yeah I think that that's not going to happen anymore um so the lads that had significant distance to travel um didn't play basically uh so we've in the past we've been through periods with with regular three international breaks before christmas in which um klopp picked the lads preferentially that had the most training together didn't really do that either so i'm not i'm not entirely sure i think you are probably right in that that it was a load management um yeah, yeah. and the decision just
2: just just want to mention the double sub as well it was costus and hendo off milner and elliot on and it was on on the hour so that yeah. looks that that smells pre-planned to me, right?
3: Well, if you look through, uh, I think oh, we've we've been doing a bunch of uh, of subs between fifty-eight and sixty-eight, like throughout the whole season. So all of this is pre-planned,
2: right? But again, it was the uproar because Costas went off, even though he wasn't having a particularly good game, and uh, Milner came on, and it was like, well, why is why is Milner come on? man because it's pre. The answer is is because it's pre-planned
3: yeah and and um, just quickly because I don't think there's much to there's much of a story here is that i I think that all that tells us is that Robbo isn't coming back anytime soon,
2: right. so we can't afford to put keep pushing,
3: yeah cost us
2: cost us yeah. right okay
3: so i think i i it wasn't a judgment of costas's as playing. I think it was actually a value judgment of let's protect him a little bit,
2: yeah, yeah, and i th- but I, I don't think the the problem was with most people had a problem with Costas going off. Um, I think, and it, what you say makes sense. I think it was the fact that Milner came on. But there you go. Um, um, and um, Henderson for Elliot, and Henderson just got fit and gone back to England, didn't he? And then you know, but Harvey, I don't know. Did, does Harvey go away? Does he go with the? What does what, he? Uh, Harvey is with 21s, with yeah. With the twenty ones, okay. And Elliot and, and came on there. All right, okay. So that's enough on that. Um, before we go on uh, to Brighton, uh, Saturday, can you just remind us what because I think this is relevant with what we're going to discuss with the Rangers game. can you remind us what this season's variant of the four three three is trying to do because I think it's fair to say we we saw exactly the same thing with it on the weekend what what is the what is the idea of this season's variant of it four three three?
3: We're guessing at what the idea is but okay much, what, much what, what, you,
2: what what's your educated guess at what it is trying to do?
3: That they're staying wide, uh, that most staying wider, and using this rotation to allow uh, either the eight or Trent to get inside. I think the point is to get Trent on the ball in in the half space on the right hand side in the De Bruyne territory, um, outside the box, so he can be the playmaker, and then it's whoever is there in that in that zone as we break is the one that needs to get into the box. Where where typically it would have been Mo cuts in and Trent would go around him, or the last season the right side eight would go around uh, around uh Mo and allow Trent to be the pivot the guy that makes the pass. This season is that the Trent seems to be getting on. I I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the motivation is. I th- I think it seems to be at at, at best. This uber creative thing that might throw off the opposition because they don't know who to mark. And Trent is good enough to play centre forward. I presume that's what it is. I'm not entirely sure. I'm not convinced.
2: No, we're not convinced. Um and we haven't been all season. Um, but you know, so obviously we're trying to push Trent in field and trying in more advanced areas. Um, but we at the same time, we aren't really covering for him either the either the the right eight or or whoever's playing right centre back maybe aren't covering for Trent's position as well as we could be. Is there any ideas why that part of the system is not?
3: I think it happens sometimes. Yes. I think it's I think it's a legs thing. I think they're just uh well I think they're probably there's a timing situation in in how these sequences occur in a rotation of a triangle that um that they aren't moving in in synchronicity so when one drops one pushes and one goes wide one's not dropping so they're not in the right space at the right time i think they're probably uh, from a confidence perspective forcing the game a little bit too much um so that that they aren't in the appropriate spaces when they make a risky pass and also just i think probably the legs they're just not they're just not quite as fit as they had been in the past, or they're a bit more tired, or they're a bit, they're just not getting back. And 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 one of them is just old and just physically doesn't have the capacity to do it anymore either. From as high from as high up the pitch as he's getting when he's when he's making this starting position. And I think the problem fundamentally is that all three of them are thinking about what they should do in the final third rather than thinking on balance.
0: Okay. Yeah, Klopp himself said. Um in the Brighton game, and particularly this season, our time has not been right. We we try to take risks in defending, and everyone knows that. And when the timing isn't right, you open gaps, and these gaps are very often at the back of Trent. It's not because of him, but because of other, other situations, and he has to track back. And yes, we're not in the perfect moment. This is what he said. So saying seems to be agreeing with sign there. Yeah, okay. Um, so but
2: um, we play in um Brighton, they're fourth in the fourth in the league, so they are a good team. Um, yeah, they yeah. changed their manager. So, how much did the manager change about Brighton? Compared to, well,
4: Brighton? I mean, you know, we spoke about break for us. I mean, they didn't hadn't played so apart from playing us before that. They hadn't played. it being Leicester five two. So, because the players game got called, called a rail strikes, I think. So, it was a long break for them. Um, they typically with Potter seem to play like a three four three. I sorry three five five three two. Sorry and the new tweak I think he's gone to more of a 343 three. the midfield against us looked like a box rather than a like a flat five with Potter um he's also moved one of his uh the right wing back to a more advanced position
2: mm.
4: and brought in a more defensive minded um player uh and just re- I think rejigged the midfield so you've got two attacking in front of two sitters one of them is the, is it Cancillo, the lad that we've looked at? Cancillo, uh, yeah. Yeah, so he's in there marauding um, and creating. So it seems to be, they've, they've gone for very, if you play a box, you're looking to dominate the middle of the park exactly and not allow anything through that. You protect the classic zone 14 and you also allows you to you get a get a very easy platform. It can make you narrow, but the way he's operated on the breaks so when they as you saw the weekend, as soon as they got the ball, they whipped it out to the right wing. Solid March. a wide, march to a wide player. He pinged it, literally switched it to the left wing to Trossard, All well back who'd spun out on a rotation. And then they played a one touch into the driving midfielder, or I can't remember the name in the moment, who played then another one touch pass the Trossard, who made the run inside. So it was very quick, incisive play, but it was stretching McAllister pace. That's it, McAllister. So they had this controlled element, won it, went wide very quickly, switched it wide again, inside quickly and then in the box. And it was the same pattern you saw tightly play. They made that play three or four times in that opening 20 minutes. And I would say that is a that, that is a tweak from Potter. Potter did various tactics, but I don't ever saw, I don't remember recollecting being that direct uh, and breaking as quickly as this guy did. Uh, but if you read some of the news press about the the recruitment of this manager, like they do with their players, apparently they looked at the analytics of what this guy's performance as manager mm. to match it up with what Potter had been doing. And the squad they had to try and make sure they made the best appointment for the squad and the players I had. Available. Absolutely. I mean, it's Tony Bloom isn't it? I know, but. and it's not a shock, obviously, but it's it, I found it fascinating to hear him talk about that and say, this is what we've done and this is why we chose this guy. And it was like, okay, this, this could be yeah, it, and you always want them to succeed because we're data guys, right? But um, yeah. yeah, so it'd be interesting to see how it goes on. But for me, it wasn't a lot of change. The back three is still the same. Back three, You made one of the, the wing backs more defensive and pushed the guy who was playing their further forward and then made them, when they're one position, switch, you know, aggressively go wide and switch it quickly and make quick and decisive passes around it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean,
2: his company, which made him famous, and Star Lizards, is... Uh, mm-hmm. Basically, a sports betting company, isn't it? And exactly, yeah. So, so they're gonna—they have so much data right there. Yeah. So it makes to why why wouldn't what how he runs his it? club? Yeah. Be run on exactly the same principles. Yeah. I he, mean, he, yeah. I yeah. mean, Brighton and Brentford are the two best run clubs in the country. You know, when you could say we were, we probably had that mantle up until fairly recently, but you know, I don't think Brighton and Brighton and Brentford are probably the two best run clubs in the country. In terms of overachievement by, by, yeah, by, by getting sure. everything, getting Get every everything right. last little, ringing every la- list, little last advantage out of you. What you can, I, th- I
3: think that's harsh. Darth, I think it's much easier f- to stay in the league than it is to bat- battle the greatest team of all time.
2: Yeah, yeah, but well, no, What I'm just saying is, I don't think we're at the level we were say a year, 18 months ago. I think we have fallen back slowly. I don't think it's um, uh, you know. You're all talking of more decisions. of a how you
4: run it, aren't you? The, the business, yeah. The, the, football, practice, operation, than, the, yeah, football, the football operation, the football operation, yeah, yeah. Rather yeah. than on the pitch stuff, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I, I, I think, I think you're right. The pound for pound, probably that'd be interesting. I don't know. Tompkins has probably got a piece on that. Actually, looking at pound for pound, what you get for pointing that. But yeah, Brighton to be fourth, wherever they are now, is for their media resources that they've put in is a is a good testament to the process. they have surely.
0: mm yeah, I think I think Paul himself agrees with Bofia. I think he says um, our recruitment's been immense in terms of trying to keep up with Man City and trying to be competitive alongside the vast amounts that they've spent and invested. But also the the overachievement and the relative squad values of Brian and Brentford compared to their positions in the league is is off, also off the scale. Um, and if they carry on doing it, and they seem to be, and having a continuity manager um based on data is is your best chance of doing that in my opinion you know what some teams who finish fifth or six and overachieve and then appoint a new guy seem to get opposite styles of managers with a squad that they've built over three years Well, look, at, yeah look look at leicester look at Leicester. They, they, have three, right.
2: two, they have two and a half two two and a half years outstanding recruitment and then they appoint brendan and they gradually Fall away over over two
4: two and a half year cycle, don't they? I was say look at Watford, look at Everton, all doing mm. the same thing. But um, interesting. I was chatting to uh, a person today that a man nameless, but he, he went for a job at Brentford uh, and decided not to go for it. But he said they haven't got an academy there, so they put all their resources into first team to try and be his. Um... That was one of um, that was one of Benham's first. I read, remember reading about this yeah before we played him. That was one of Benham's first de- first decisions. He's, uh, he's trying to pull resources to yeah. first team and they go around, but he, he then also said. <clears throat> The, the Academy that impressed him the most in the last year, because he's been around talking to a few of them, is Brighton. And the way oh. they resource the, the Academy and the way they use data analytics at that level, he thought was uh, was something he hadn't seen. And he's been around at all the top clubs. Uh, yeah, he, he said they' they're looking after the youth and making sure that that, that production line is, is supplying the club for years to come, in his opinion. Yeah.
0: Okay. That's really interesting. Um, Roti, let's talk about the match summary for Brighton, then please. <laughs> yeah, Joyce. Um, I've done some grim match summaries this season. Um, again, you'll see you'll see your base numbers three times as many shots as them, 15 to six, uh, twice as many penalty box touches, 44 to 22. We're keeping up, Seems to be keeping up a 45 penalty box touch average this season, which is which is usually very impressive and what you want. Um, seven shots on target to six but the the key is, it's always the key the quality of chance Brighton unbelievably had six shots six shots in the box six shots on target and six big chances Um, which is incredible Um, but we did have five big chances and B's posted a stat um, which is unbelievable really Um, in the last 1600 games or since the summer of 2018 um, there's only been three matches that saw both teams have five or more big chances. Um, unfortunately, one of them was a th- another three-all draw, and that was us against Brentford last season. Um, it's interesting that two analytical sides have gone toe to toe with this, <laughs> um, and, and in very different ways, because all Brighton. They, we said in the preview. That they weren't much of a threat from set pieces. They did all theirs in open play, whereas Brentford did all theirs from set pieces. So we yeah. got it twice in two different ways by two analytical te- analytical teams, which doesn't help. Um yeah, this was a but this was a weird game state thing as well, because obviously they had four big chances in the first 17 minutes, um, which is a worse um ratio of time to big chance than the Napoli game, <laughs> which is incredible considering they had nine, um, but had they cons- carried on at that same rate, they could have ended up with some like 12 big chances. Thankfully, we turned it around a bit. We started to create our own, and we had five in the end. Um, so the non printly XG finished 2.1 to 1.9. Huge disagreement in the models, Dan. Stats Bomb had it at 1.6 all. Um, 538 had it 3 to 2 in our favour. Um, and then a couple of, and then Kaylee had it about two each so it was i th- i think mm. the fact that the average gives it as about a two all draw is is kind of fair um we'll come on to the individual big chances but yeah this 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 the amount we conceded in this game takes us now to having conceded more big chances than Bournemouth more more big chances than Everton Villa West Ham and wolves now wolves have only conceded eight but they don't create anything in their games but the fact we've now conceded more big chances than Bournemouth and South and the same amount of Southampton in 17 is quite indicative of how our season's gone isn't it
3: Can I, I've got I've got a little bit on this um from a big big chance uh, perspective so I looked in the last basically since Mo sign so so, how, how long this team has existed is as as in this kind of uh, guise. Um, right across the league, as a percentage of total shots, what are big chances? So um, if there are 10 shots and three of them um, are big chances, that's 30% of, of all shots happen to be big chances. Make sense? Yeah. Um, so across uh, the, the last six seasons... Liverpool sadly have finished worst in the league three times, which is weird. Uh obviously the 17-18 the where we were open and we had Manet and Mo and Bobby flying, but we were also quite open. Um well that not, not
2: that was also the, the the first half of the season. Yeah, when, yeah. Which was dread, we had a dreadful start defensively.
3: It's absolutely that. Then we nailed down. So at one point that season we were twenty five at Christmas that season we were twenty five percent of all all shots were big chances
2: yeah which is a bit like now <laughs> yeah
3: but it finished at twenty nine it, it finished that season at nineteen point two which led yeah. the league after we signed Virgil <laughs> then the, uh, then we signed uh, the Virgil and Ali came in and Fab thirteen percent that season to win the to uh, dominate the league nineteen twenty it was eighteen percent um. Then we had the uh, shit show of 2021, uh, which was the highest up to this point of 24 and a half. That that uh, topped the league again. Then last season, back down to a, a nice little 16%, which is fairly typical of the, the uh, uber attacking sides in the league. So City are generally around. City have an average of 16% over the last six years. Um, and then we're currently at 28.8% of all shots of big chances.
2: And just so you know, across the league, um, last three seasons it's fairly static. It is the league average is sixteen percent of shots are classified as big chances. Yeah,
4: yeah.
2: And it's so it's it's basically, and and of, of all the goals that are scored in the league, it's pretty much static over the last four seasons. It's fifty six percent of the goals come from sixteen percent of the shots. That's that's the rule of thumb in the last in the last three to four years of the Premier League. You know, eighty.
3: The, there was a study I saw at the weekend. Um, that in the last ten years, eighty-seven percent of, of goals have come from what they've decided now. FIFA have is the golden zone, which is uh, between the post to the this to the um, penalty spot, which makes sense. Um, yeah. And that's where we keep giving up these bloody big chances. We're we'll yeah. letting people right through the middle of our defence.
4: That's and, like Brighton, isn't it?
3: Brighton was exactly yeah. this.
4: Yeah.
3: Can I, can I just say at, at the top six, do you know who's the lowest percent over the last six years? Who or or the best ratio? Tottenham Spurs. Tottenham. Spurs by miles. Yeah. Do you know what their current ratio is? This season, it's about six, yeah. isn't it? 6%. Yeah, six percent. Six.
4: Yeah. It's We're conte. at twenty nine and they're yeah. at six. Conte ball for you. But no, but it's not like, just conte. Last season was nine. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. They what so we where
3: get? we've we've had the worst record three times, they've had the best record four. They just don't they they've created a system that just doesn't give up big chances. They they block up the middle, and yeah, and but, if you get chances against them, you get chances against them.
2: But the backlash is starting now. The Conte backlash is starting because yeah. people are saying we've what they watch Spurs now under him play enough and they know what to do. Maybe and, so and um, yeah, so fr- there, there was a lot of unhappiness about the Frankfurt game, for example, yesterday.
4: That's 0-0, wasn't it? Was that 0
3: yeah. nil Yeah. Spurs fans will always whine. Chelsea, <laughs> uh, incidentally, Chelsea, <laughs> Chelsea fans are currently uh, they they're having a twenty-five percent season. So yeah, so, they, they, their defense has been terrible this season. Yeah, yeah. For
0: yeah. Well, the worst in terms of, in, for, for this game, it was not point three two per chance. Dan shot quality for this. Yeah. Six- Six chances that they had. The worst we've had is 0.38 against Arsenal in 1920, but they only had three shots. Yeah. So that's a bit different. Swansea had eight shots against us, and all of them were worth 33% for each shot in sixteen seventeen. Um, And the only other one above six that was the Brighton game was Man City had eight shots against us, all at big chance value of 0.32. So this was the... Round about the worst, along with that Man City and the Swansea one. But Swansea sixteen seventeen was pretty much just after cop come in, wasn't it?
4: When was the City game, Roddy?
0: The City game was twenty twenty one. The shit show, yeah.
4: After the so that was after winning the league. Oh,
2: no. Um, sorry, the, which one? 4-1. Oh no, COVID. 4-1 COVID. Oh, the home game with Allison's two two defensive errors. That one. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Nightmare. Right. Okay. Uh, so you mentioned it, Rosie. Um, <laughs> the first, the first 20 minutes were statistically worse than Napoli. Because well, That was, that was going to be my question. I mean, to, to everybody did, did, you know, um, personally, my, my point of view, this, this was worse than Napoli because um, the Napoli game, it was in the middle of a, a, a big, sh- a big run of games. This one, we basically just had a month off. And, um, and people can say the international break happened and players went away. But, the management the backroom team all the brains trusts were, were there they were they, they had a month unexpected month to look at all the things that have been happening in the season and diagnose things and put plans in place to fix things they did and what we saw was exactly the same thing yeah. and in fact it was largely worse than every any it was like taking the the, the system failed to an unprecedented level because brighton were I don't think it's fair to say Brighton aren't as good a bit of team as Napoli. Well, they are a good Nap- team. Napoli Nap-
0: no. have put up arguably some of the best numbers in the in the in Europe. Yeah,
2: Nap- Napoli are top of the league in Italy at the moment, aren't they? As well, right? So they just beat Ajax six one. Big chances a game in Champions League this Yeah, yeah. You know, so, yeah. But, but I think th- I, I think it was worse because of that reason, Bart. What do you think?
4: I I agree with you. I do think it was worse, but I I think we we touched on it. Brighton are, are very good at analytics. I think yeah. they've targeted the area, whereas I think Napoli they went with the general approach of sucking us in and then breaking the press and and, and scored a variety of goals. Whereas Brighton, it seemed to be they target specific things and it just came off, came off, came off, came off. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I, I thought the Brighton was worse for that reason because it was a systematically, uh, they they exploited a massive area in our system and, and over and over again, and we still didn't react in the game. Whereas Napoli was just an absolute across the board poor performance. Do you know what I mean? There was mm-hmm. nothing that came out of that. Whereas Brighton, at least it, it, in the Brighton game, we can look at the forwards and say, Well, there was some good play there, that were, and we we got three goals back and we recovered. But yeah, I the Brighton was just it just struck me after the second time that they created a big chance of why aren't we doing why aren't we changing it? it just I just couldn't understand why we were still making the same thing. Why I'm not picking on Hudson this time, but it does come that side? Why, why is he still going high at a time when we're we're in, in stable, uh, we haven't got stability sitting, you know. You know sit there and protect Trent for just get through this period of time because that first 20 minutes like we've said many many times this this season going behind early creates you're on the back foot for the entire game yeah one one down let's just try and stabilize not automatically go all guns plays and trying to do it and then they went again let's go to do you know what I mean it was just yeah. this big period of change and instability was the shocking part for me that we just didn't react and we could have been four down
3: yeah. Was it? But was it the thing that that you know is the narrative playing in behind Trent? I I didn't see that at all.
4: Well, they kept switching it into
3: that area. Well, they were they switching kept, down the middle. They switched it from right well,
1: to left.
2: Well, I asked Gags about this because Gags played to the press on this one, and and he basically said that. His words were that we um, we overcommitted players, and the the, st- the structure of the press was different to previous years. Because previously we would press one, we'd press one or two players, and then there would be a second wave to come up. There wasn't yeah. waves. There was just it was just a load of players going in for that first press together. And he said it, he said it was it, it really worried him, um, and because he said this is not the quality of the press was nowhere near the level of what what it's been for so so much of the Klopp era.
4: It wasn't, yeah. They
3: weren't waiting, waiting for for a specific moment for triggers. But they also, I don't think it was the press that that caused us problems. They had
0: the ball. They were,
3: they were, they were creating from inside our half.
0: Yeah. In that that first chance, the first goal, Simicast fails to close down the cross. It's a poor clearing header from Trent. It's even worse by Henderson, who kind of tries to shield the ball away, and then it ends up at their player's foot. So that's the worst thing you could do. Virgil commits and tries to get tight. But he's taken out of the game, and that leaves Trent. It was it was just turned in the box, and the guy finishes it. That that seems to me both systemic, systemic, what? and individual errors. Yeah, I don't. I don't yeah. think... Yeah, yeah. I mean
2: that that wasn't caused by us being massively committed upfield. That one. That was just there was some bad. That was just bad defending, wasn't it?
3: The first yeah. twenty minutes, all of it was bad. It was just bad individual bad. errors, bad yeah. mental errors, bad choice making all the time. Mm. And ben, it, it, was, it was
4: really opposite, the first twenty that killed us, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, we were we were fine the rest of the game. I say fine in inverted commas, if you know what I mean. They
0: uh, work it, they work it down our our left for the second big chance. It's Soli March crosses. Yeah, Welbeck stood with with um, Trent and Matip either side of him with a clear header. Six shouts out.
3: But that, yeah. but he he ran he ran past Jordan Henderson. Henderson oh, yeah. shouted. he yeah. yeah, was there. already in the box. He shouted to mark somebody. It was less than a second later that he got the header. Like, who's supposed to... That They both had had guys. So there were two attackers already in the box. If he'd have run with the guy he was supposed to be tracking... It doesn't happen. It
0: doesn't happen.
4: Yeah.
3: And he's, he's there yelling at people, and they already were marking. They were already, you know, engaged. It was it's,
4: also before just that, bad choices. Also before that as well, Thiago presses really high which means fab's got pulled across which Hendo gets pulled across so do you know what I mean it's that we've got a goal down and one of our eights is pressing up right in their final third it's it's literally minutes later it's that's what I'm saying I think size saying the same is about it's just poor decision making at times we really don't need poor decision making just see out the next five minutes don't go too down and just after and just after the second big chance there was
2: there was the one that Carriger did on Monday night football yeah. um which resulted in the 5 on 2 break and it, yeah. it didn't actually somehow it didn't result in a shot um, it was just a five-on-two break because Carragher did a freeze frame, and we uh, our front four. He said was Salah on the right, Trent in the centre forward position, Henderson to his left, and then Simicast, That was the <laughs> that, that was the front yeah. four, and then you know Thiago and, and Fab had been got put right sucked over to the left wing channel, exactly. almost, yeah. and the entire centre and right of the pitch was open. And then they just three seconds later, they had a five-on-two.
4: Yeah, Allison does Allison. Oh, he he does what he doesn't he. So he says it. Is that the way he saves it? I think it no, is. no, there was just, no.
2: just that. There was it, what I think it went to well back and he didn't get a shot out of it. Oh, it, right, yeah. it. Yeah, but then just after that, that was in the, th- the third big chance for Do you want to do that one? The third, third,
0: third big chance is um Trussard, where it's matched to well back straight through our defense and he turns in, ends up cutting it back to Trossard who shot his save point blank again, one versus one by Allison. Another big chance,
4: third big but chance. Is that points. the Roti? Is that the one where Ali throws it to Thiago who gives it away? Uh, initially, yeah. Yeah, that's, so that's what I'm saying. That's a poor decision. Again, a poor decision. We've just got done five on two. Yeah. Let's calm it down. And he chucks it out to Tiago, gives it away, and we're straight away back on the back foot. And so we, we get a chance.
0: There should, be someone, there should have been someone after the first goal saying, right, lads, let's have 10, 15 minutes here where we just keep the ball. We just exactly. really sit, sit back. We're just going to keep it. We're going to take no risks. Let's sort this out. Like, yeah, Has that ever been? Yeah, uh, we have. We we're used to control know, we're, games. We're when used we will build games. down. I,
4: I don't oh, Maybe not, maybe you, not, but I, I still don't, don't think we do.
0: To
4: do it. I still don't think we do it that correctly. I don't, the, what we're doing now is completely, I think, complete, like, mad panic. I think whenever we've gone to chase a game, it there's been a, a system, a structure to it. This is just, for me, the Brighton go is mad panic.
0: Yeah, panic always, always, always ends up in... Yeah, but, but Roji,
2: doesn't it? Is, it? Roji, for four years, we've barely gone behind in
0: matches. Well, I, I, I absolutely agree.
2: That, that, that's because the game plan was all there about, you know, yeah, first, goal, and it was the importance of getting that first goal. And and yeah. we barely we barely lost any games, and we, and, and we barely spent any time losing it in
0: games. Yeah. We're well, we so, like two hundred and twenty minutes behind a, across the whole season. We've had that in the first six seven games. Did? Yeah. I just found
2: Gags's notes. I just want to read these from there. So so he said, "Um, there was lots of effort from Liverpool in the press, but Brighton passed around us easily at times. It may not seem like they were press resistant from the stats, but their ability to pass around and then move forward via players with no pressure was unreal. They were willing to go back or sideways because we were throwing men at the player in possession and leaving gaps around Unfortunately, we don't record a fail in these instances. They were very calm. A couple of times they got caught, but they weren't punished, and they remained calm, and they just picked us off. So it basically uh, it sounds very much like when we typically play a very good possession team like Man City, and they're not afraid to just to, to take the press and 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 pass sideways and go back and, and build a round and 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 eventually find a gap.
4: So, yeah, they they were quick passing one touch. I thought it was it was good, it was impressive.
3: If they know where to p- pass and w- at what time, like they can be aut- autonomic, that it's much quicker for yeah. them to pass with the ball than it is for us to react because we're always second guessing. If yeah. you look at their second goal, <coughs> the opposite of what happened with Hendo, um, not tracking a runner, he, he instead dropped in deep to block off one runner who was actually already marked. And left uh, the only lad that was in in a midfield space, um, and he's the one that scored in the end. So it's just a bit of bad luck, but it's also a consequence of individual mistake making. Yeah. Do I do this or do I do this? And because it's not exactly what they they're used to, there's constant are oh, making a making a bad choice here, and making another bad choice here, and and it's the, the house of cards has fallen down.
0: I think Dan, what you're saying there with Gags is pressing now because I was looking at the pressing stuff, and I think you even touched on it in the group. It looks virtually from a from afar, it looks virtually identical to the IS game. The numbers, that wall across their third, yeah, um, the heat maps, and I was thinking, oh, so what the what the fuck was so wrong with it? But then if you dig you dig deeper, like you are saying, it wasn't as meant, it wasn't anywhere near the amount. Of possession wins no just when you get the ball back and then can attack them like we did with the Ajax and it was just exactly what Gags are saying lots of pushbacks so so the efficiency wasn't down because we're pushing them back yeah. we're in chains, so we're pushing them back pushing them back but then it's like with an Napoli game they want us to do that as well mm. because yeah. of that what Sai's saying the, the automatic nature that the they were there passing so it's just about picking out the right data point in the prison analysis to find out what what the issue was with them and, and that's what it was but on top of what Bats and Si are saying about the panic and the individual errors and the bad decision making, it was just one of the worst shit shows of 20 minutes So let's
2: said. talk about the while we're doing it, let's talk about the last two um, Brighton big chances um, which came at 3-2 down um, Who wants to go on the 5th and 6th one Boji, do you want to lead us
0: in? Um the fifth was a Welbeck header. Welbeck is the Welbeck header. This is again. This is down. There was a couple of these. Um, to Um finish there. Big chances off. It was a Welbeck header, but it came from Trent being passed around. I'm not sure this was. Brian had the ball for about a minute. Yeah, didn't yeah. They, uh, in the Switched lead this all one. The ball. Yeah. yeah. Recycled yeah. it really well. And 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 this was more. I thought this was a good play by them, just making enough space. Um, to 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 get that s s two pinion on the set for the s two s two but again he he gets past Trent to get the crossing but Wilbeck gets in between Matic and Van Dyke. Right? but he
3: didn't get in between what Matic and Van Dijk Van Dyke was marking him from the whole time he had him outside the box he let him run past him yeah it was, it was purely effort
4: yeah Trent was two v one as well.
3: Yeah, is what it, can you do? Can't you, it. you can't exactly. do You can't mark. That's two what players. good
4: possession strip structure makes, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what you're doing it for. Yeah, but then you would <laughs> hope that hard. your you'd hope your midfielder in front would help out with a two v one. Is this the one that Mo fails to press the left back?
1: And that's then they, the that's, yeah,
4: yeah, 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 and then it gets played down the side. I'm not. I'm not saying that's that's the fault, but there was. Then you then that leaves the uh trend completely isolated to be one. And that's well, where you want someone to come and help them out and they don't well, was It, there. it, it was one it was, it
2: was it was oh, yeah, true. it was one minute nineteen seconds the Brighton possession. So I think you've got yeah. to give them some credit for that. And you know, they, they eventually they found a space and and a, but I agree um about the Van Dyke assessment. I, I think if if Van Dyke had really wanted to, he, it he could, stopped it. Yeah, he would have yeah. he would have challenged Wellbeck for that. Um so, say, so, do you want to do the sixth one then? While 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 piling onto Virgil,
3: <laughs> piling onto Virgil. Um, so, is the th- is the sixth one their actual goal? Yeah, yeah. He, do you know, all so all three of their goals came from from us making possession loss mistakes, <clears throat> and he just wafted his foot, like the ball came right across the box. I don't understand I it's 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 like we I I often talk about bad goalies as having hologram hands just clear the damn ball and he just kind of I don't know he was half stuck between uh uh bring it down or I don't know what he was doing he just completely missed the ball by about a foot it went it nutmegged him from from 15 yards away yeah um you can we talk about structures all you like, but but the structure is your your centre back should be in line with the the front post, um, about the edge of the six yard box. He was, the ball got crossed knee height. He just missed it.
2: Yeah, it was just an error. So it, I think um, it was a a one in a thousand error. We we see him switch balls come in from the left wing all the time. Van, we've seen him three or four times again. Van Dyke just volleys it out, straight out, clears the danger straight away on the volley. Yeah,
3: Clear it to where it came from. That's yeah, what
2: exactly. he should have done. Exactly. And he does. He wrote, he, this reminded me of is that when uh, an absolutely elite batsman just leaves a gap between bat and pad and he gets yeah. clean bolt. It's yeah. just, you know, how did he, what did he do? It, it, was, it was just an just absolute... Misbanded it. misbanded just, misbanded it's, just, it. it's
4: just a brain fart, isn't it? Yeah. But you normally expect your teammate to back you. <laughs> like sense danger like Milner's in no, no man
3: how, how on earth you can't dig him out for that boss he was right no no no, no 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 you can't expect anybody to expect Virgil van Dijk not to kick that ball
4: fair enough I just think you. I just think I don't know maybe supporting your team I don't know yes Virgil should have cleaned it I'm not saying that it's not his fault but there are other players who are leaving their players are running
0: fortunately Dan it reminded me of Jean Loverland, that's what he used to do all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was I was gonna, gonna say was that's gonna say. remind.
4: yeah, you remind me a lot for a moment, that did. So and that's have, the only time I've ever thought that about
0: do we
2: think this was Virgil's worst ever game for Liverpool?
3: Uh, honestly, I think he's probably had 10 of them since since we won the league. Yeah, he, he had a he had a couple of stinkers straight after we won the league. But oh, oh, yeah, but that, doesn't count, that, that really doesn't count. That doesn't
1: count, yeah,
2: that, that doesn't count in my book at all. Yeah. That doesn't count in my book.
0: He's had a few
4: that, this season.
3: I would say he's had ten Virgil Van Dyke games since we won the
0: league. I, I can I can I can remember a couple, maybe three, when when we'd won the league. So get that seven, maybe a couple last season, and uh, the first half of the season, and then a couple this season, maybe three. Poor performances, yeah. Well, not. I don't think as I don't think as bad as this one, because I'd expect. Virgil oh. to get control of the defence. I've never seen our defence play as bad yeah. as it is. No. Is this as bad as Napoli? Not only control of the defence, control the two people in front of him.
2: Um, the thing is, Virgil actually had quite a decent individual
0: performance against Napoli. <laughs> Yeah, weirdly. Yeah, exactly. Weirdly. So
2: that's what I mean. No,
3: I think he, that... he did. He did. He did have one terrible moment in that it game. Didn't yeah, but back. only one. That's first, what I mean. That I, I was think... the first goal. That that kind of like things happen because because that happens when when you're Goliath, the god of a defender, yeah. makes a <laughs> stupid mistake. It sends yeah. it. It's. I don't think it's unreasonable to send you spinning a little bit for a while. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. Ali throws one in. People
2: are gonna reel. I mean, for that's me. fair. Fair all I'm saying to si, say is I thought this was his worst ever game for Liverpool. And I, you think, disagree, that's I fine. think you
4: might be right. Okay. Yeah, that's quite fair.
2: Okay. Yeah. Um so basically then, um before we talk about tipping points, um, to what extent? Oh no, that's before that before we do that, let's do the distance and sprints side quickly. Um the recurring theme all season, we've lost the run in, we've lost the sprint in. Was it the same against Brighton?
3: Uh, we won the run-in, lost the sprinting, and lost the high speed. So, not great. No, again, not it was
2: great. 54-46 50, possession game, so you'd expect us in those kind of games to have a lot more than the Oppo, wouldn't you?
3: I would, yeah. I, Traditionally. Okay, yes, and it wasn't high numbers either way. So, I just think we've got an effort issue. I really do. I, I don't like to. We've talked about this many times. I know I don't like to question the the uh, integrity, integrity of our footballers. I I think when you are on a roll, when, when we don't like to talk about momentum, but when you're winning and things are working the way they're going, you're going to run the extra mile. You're going to give that extra meter because you're the it, because if you don't you might lose this one perfect run or this what or, or this goal that might cost you the league at this point we're not there we're not right on the edge of a knife edge this way like oh it's again another one that's what it feels like and you just you just don't have that zest
2: so they've given him basically i
3: think defeatist. there's a little bit of that yeah i think they're a little bit defeated a little, i think we start games even a little bit defeatist okay um
2: so, to what extent, um we turned it around, we've gone from 2-0 to 3-2, to what extent um did we improve by, as a team, by making changes, whatever, tweaks, adjustments, or to what extent was it that we've just still actually just got some really good players and really good attackers? Uh, yeah, Bart, but we- where do you stand? Oh, Bart and then Rosie, quickly.
4: What, in this game, turn it around, or do you yeah, mean, in this
2: game. What did you see? Anything we did, or just, did you just think it's just just the fact that we've actually got some really good forwards, we can create chances. I...
4: And we took we took them, or did you think we actually? Well, if you, I mean, compete? if you look at the, I know we don't like past networks to be, but the EPV like yours, be, yeah, Henderson's deeper in the second half. Henderson, Thiago and Faber are a bit more structured in the second half compared to the first. Uh, Trent's not as far forward uh, the array of attackers are in roughly the same spot and Nunes takes like a sad position Firmino in majority you know so there's that is a, for me there's a bit more structure in the second half um, I thought there was a little bit more disciplined I I mean that's not hard because the first half wasn't any disciplined um, and I thought there was a bit more this is unmeasurable but the intent the quality of our passing was better in the in the second half We, we, I think the goal before half time helped um and then it we came out got the, got the second one too all and then it was there was periods uh I don't know whether you've seen the graph I did on the the phases of touches and uh and passes but there's waves that go that occur in sort of 5 10 minute periods where it peaks and then we score or we have a shot and it yeah. peaks and our peaks it was taking us less time to get a peak in the second half which to me suggests that we were passing and t- creating more touches and getting the shots off in a shorter period of time so we tried to do that but then at 3-2 the peaks go go to a longer period go back to nearly 15 minute periods and that's where I think Brighton had those chances to win the end and as we know they got the equaliser so I think it was improved but I don't think that was difficult bearing in mind we just said our best defender probably ever is had the worst game ever to then come out and improve second half isn't that's not much of a ceiling to go from or a floor to go from even, but I do think there's evidence just that we were passing and quicker and having more touches in shorter periods to create those shots with so you, an you, empty you, lead. So you think we went to a more a flatter midfield three in the second half, which helped from from looking at the EPB. Yes, I think we went to a slightly flatter. There isn't that. Henderson is not as far advanced on the pass maps as he was he's in the not, first well, he's, half. He's not, he's not level with the centre forwards. No, he's not. They're, they're in. A th- so Fab is still slightly deeper, but yes. Thiago and Henderson are, are next to each other, and the connections are back. If you know what I mean. So in yeah. the first half, there is literally bearing in mind that a line has to be four plus between a pair. Right? There's yeah. no part. There's no line between Fab and Henderson. There's no line between uh, Matip and, and Trent. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's connections missing all over the place, whereas in the second half there is clear lines between those connections on on each of our midfield players and each of our full-backs and each of our centre-halves, which, as we know, is the foundation of how we build our play.
0: Yeah. Um, Roti, were you going to come in on this one? Yeah, I thought, well, if we, if we consider the fact that we've we conceded four big chances and we're 2 them down, and then from the 30th minute to the 57th, 58th minute, we have 5 ourselves. Yeah. So... Uh-huh. That is, a, that is a comeback. That is a that is a lot of XG, <laughs> um, depending on which model you're looking at. Um, there's two contributions in terms of assists from Henderson, um, but from a different zone. Um, there's also there's also as you said, some brilliant attacking play. I think for the Salah Salah. Yeah, exactly yeah. Salah. I think for the he, he he does so well to get into that position from and react to that deflected ball in the box. For our first big chance, it's saved brilliantly, I think.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, I think, I think the the, the forty five minutes either side of half time,
0: Salah was just unbelievable. Some of the some of his play, yeah, yeah. assists, assists. Um, Bobby, even though it goes down as a big chance himself, so the actual assist went down as a big chance, which is random. Um, and but the goal, the fifth, the goal, the Bobby's. Um, Goal on 54 minutes. This is a superb goal. Yes. A bit of yeah. composure from being That looked
2: like Bobby, box. peak Bobby. That, yeah, that finish but it. I mean, it's the
0: composure from being on the edge of our box. A lovely pass yeah. from Henry.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. It was a move, yeah. yeah perfectly, move.
0: perfectly timed pass to Diaz. Diaz does what he does best. It comes inside, dribbles at pace, gives it to Bobby. Bobby sells in the eyes and finishes with composure. That's you know That could have easily been Mane doing the Diaz role. It could have been Fabinho doing the Henderson role. It could have been Van Dyke heading it down to Henderson. It could have been a, a cross of players there doing those things because we've seen us do those things really well. Um, but yeah, um, and then there's a header from Bobby on the 58th minute, and then the subs come down and it all goes wrong again.
2: Oh well, let's 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 give Brian some credit, right? Because I mean, they 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 do can they can see the unlucky. I mean, to be honest, the keeper is atrocious. I mean, how how the keeper doesn't get an error for this, I'll never know, right? Yeah, I mean, um, how I opted and given an error for that? But, you know, they were unlucky. But they react to that, and they bring on the Japanese ladder. So he was absolutely fantastic, Rhodesy. Yeah,
4: high left, buddy, Wide left. Was that it's homo. Yeah, yeah yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Great player.
0: He was. Yeah, they to take a, off Gross, they bring on and they bring on the take off
2: Estepinian, who's the left-back, and they bring on a way more... Do they change shape when Lada comes on, um, But Do they go... Uh,
0: can, kind of, yeah, the kind of yeah, rotate, kind of around the left a bit more than what they were doing with um I think it was well, pushing onto that side, and yeah, uh,
4: I yeah. it's not, it's still, I mean, the pat the principles are still the same for me. It the shapes, you know, kind of irrelevant. Mm-hmm. They were still Fine. doing the same thing, so yeah, it did, so, just sport yeah. roads. He was saying the two, the two, I do dot a dot thing as well, where I do look at 15 minute periods and how much shots and passes and how much XG we create, and the two. The highest XG periods, fifteen minute periods were thirty one to forty five and forty six to sixty. So that's yeah. it spots on what's what Rosie was saying. Those are that was our our golden period of creating XG. Okay. So is a,
2: so what we're saying in answer to my question, we're saying a bit of both our our good yeah. attacking players played really well for long yeah. for quite a lot of this game. And um we did make some get did make some tweaks as well. Um si, anything you want to chip in on this before we move on.
3: Nope,
2: you nailed it. Okay, um, Rosie and Bart, do we want to have a quick Rosie? Do you want to have a quick rant about Opta technical points? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. I'm building up my evidence against Opta. Yeah, I was going to say, let's get some more evidence. We've got World Cup dude, break dude, coming dude, up, you dude. know. Dude, you did some superb work on the big chances down. I appreciate that. Um, I, I'm I'm logging all our individual shot values, <laughs> particularly, but um, yeah, there's some there's some just one random one from this game, <laughs> the Bobby Firmino. Uh, goal opta had it at five percent xg shop value and awarded a big chance but then they're awarded of a big chance then has a secondary effect on the models of understat and then infogoal so they they then award a 28 and a 30 chance you see my issue this is the one big per what one big um data collector who's deciding no, well well
2: actually info InfoGoal, infogoal don't use then mark taylor did say that they don't use big chance now as a as a as an input
0: but he still, he still had a similar value to Understat. so well you see <laughs> right this is the,
2: the one thing i did want to say on this one right i so remember that optus xg value now is assigned using the um optivision which is the fix, fixed cameras around the pitch mm-hmm. now so they're using they, they're they the only they're the only data provider using tracking data and i Obviously, when you see the proximity of the defender to Bobby, right, you can see that you know that there the, is the, the, he's literally right on top. And it's only the fact that Bobby lifts it that, that made, makes it go in. Because if you look how how if you, the camera technology looks how close the defender is to Bobby's boot, then you can see why it's only a five percent chance. But at the same time, you can see why um Opta, sorry, why why why, why info goal give it I understand you know, that, yeah yeah, yeah. cuz you, you, you think about it collector awards a big chance yeah so what tells what it tells me is is that potentially the optivision doesn't necessarily look at anything outside the immediate cost, cause cuz they would they should know that the keeper wasn't in his position was he it was it was
4: effectively an open goal if bobby lifted right. it which he did yeah yeah no, i get what you're saying though i think it's just collect a bit more data the thing that annoyed me that you said is they've retrofitted the new model on all the old data i I can't No, I don't, think they, don't, I don't, I don't know, think they have that's why I don't right. think they have
2: gone back. I think last season's values are still last season's values. Right, I don't okay. I don't think they've gone back and upgraded everything.
4: Okay, because that would really I feel <laughs> like
0: what are you doing that. On, for? So if, if they're doing that. What about Trossard's um his his goal, his second goal which they were well, up to award a 9% chance but a 31 and and um in for goal of 23 because so, three players in between him it's just Allison. Yes, but, but,
2: angle, yeah, I would say that one. They said on match of the day, oh, Allison will be disappointed there because. But I thought when well, he hit, it, he hit it so hard, it was past him, right? But if you look at it, if you look at where Alisson was positioned and the position of Allison's hand, to be honest, you'd expect him to save a shot from that yeah. position, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, Trossard
0: absolutely laced it, right? Yeah. But
2: we were a little bit disappointed
0: that Ali no, didn't. That actually- Considering how good a game he had, I did know that I thought I would have expected Allison to save it. I thought that again, as well. He also gets a hand on the on the third goal, but I, there's absolutely no blaming of Allison in any of this because if you—oh no, 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 he's no, a, no, no, no,
2: I mean, no. Allison is our undisputed player of the season. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Undisputed. It,
4: <laughs> I think it's just because we're used to him doing superhuman stuff at the moment this season because he's mm. had to. I think Iverin down. I thought Ali could do better, but that's in the pre- pretense that. Of what he's been doing all season a normal keeper would get beaten from there because he just hits it so quickly across him do you know what i mean so the fact that he gets a hand to the the three all one is testament to add his ability do you know what i mean he's, he's yeah. hit that into the roof of the net a normal so, keeper doesn't even get a hand to it
2: i'm not sure whether i agree i think info goals this this, this the second trossard one second trossard goal, goal. Yeah. Um was the lowest chance on the Infogo model, right? Which was and it was 23%. I I d- I don't think that I think that's too high though for me. I I don't what would you say from there, Bart? But one in six, maybe one in seven. Yeah, I think the angle is quite wide, is wide, isn't it? Exactly. It's... It was only because he laced it. It's the one oh, where is the shot? He went on? into the side netted inside the far post. It didn't go into the back of the net, it went to the side of the net, didn't
0: it?
4: Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's a great shot. I mean, you got to give credit to the, his ability to do that. But it, but that, that's post shot XG, not XG. Yeah. Not okay. Safe. So this is, the, 27. This, this is is the
0: wide one in seven. This is the widest one.
4: This is their widest shot, isn't it? They're, all the other shots are in the width of the um, mm. six shot box. Yeah, this is outside the outside yeah, outside the width. Outside the width. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's a bit high, but you know. Yeah.
2: But it's probably in between Opta's nine percent and and um. Under twenty three percent.
4: Yeah, definitely.
0: Anyway, good stuff. Let's get on to the Rangers. <laughs> right.
2: Okay. So Si, um, we went into this match. Um, a lot of hand wringing, a lot of press attention, a lot of criticism of Trent. It seems to be open season on Trent, it seems to be everybody piling on left, right, and centre. Um, but so to so what extent did we reach a tipping point in that Brighton game? And you know, can you can you put yourself in the backroom LFC background team and and um and what we what you know? because we made changes we made big changes right for this match
3: yeah we couldn't get any worse we like we're down to we're a 72 point team this is shit something's got to change um we aren't doing anything to control games they had to change it and i think that they uh the idea is to get the right spacing across um the wide areas not actually um so we talk about relationships throughout the pitch, right? So you, you talk about the little triangle between Trent and and uh, Hendo and Mo or um, originally between Robbo and Ginny and Mane on the other side and how they work. So they will have, like, uh, triangles of area that they're supposed to control with or without possession on the ball. Um, and I think Hendo's area used to be... Uh, a triangle with the pinnacle towards our own goal and the wide base towards the opposition's goal. And I think his legs have prevented that happening now. So he, if he's high up the pitch, he can't get back uh, into the spaces that he needs to be to block passing lanes. I don't even think it's about tracking. I think it's about blocking passing lanes. So uh, uh, alongside... Um, how Harvey is just—he just doesn't naturally make good defensive decisions. Um, I think they've they've had to rethink how the midfield um, help to counteract the width of the um, uh, our attack and where where and how that they manoeuvre around the pitch. So I think we can um, create a different pressing pattern from having the wide players with one of the um front attackers there to create the edge of how to how to pass um how to press towards the uh touch line which which creates that funnel for the midfield to then block but the midfield one of which is going to be uh, tiago and one of which is going to be hendo from the other side or fab or whoever it is it creates a much um more deliberate structure and slightly less fluid structure, and I think it reduces the um, the the threshold, the area, the volume of area that they need to cover um, for for each player. So in, we, he's aware we don't we no longer have the most athletic team on the planet, which I think at different moments in the last five years, I think we've had. Um, and I think that this is uh, a safer way to get most of the things he wants from a pressing side. If any of that rambling made sense.
2: So, before he joined us, Jurgen Klopp played four-two-three-one for the majority of his management career. Yeah, do you see? Did you see um, a difference between the way he we did our the version of four-two-three-one or four-four-two versus Dortmund?
3: it's it's weird how we talk of 2-3-1 all the time and he always talks of 4-4-2. Four, four, right. Um yeah, the numbers are fifa numbers. It's a matter of what you do when you're on the pitch in different So in, in Dortmund four, had four phases well, of the game.
2: Dortmund always had a 10. They always had Kagawa, Royce and who was the that one to Bayern? Gotze. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. So that they they often played an actual player who you would say was a ten, right? So you're, you're, you're... Royce,
3: Royce, but all three did completely different jobs, right? So, so, so I would even I would go as far as saying that's actually a really good example because the ten would in in each of those um, those cases, they create different demands of the players around them and of the structure of the pitch. Actually, so, Royce was never the he, ten;
2: he was wide, wasn't he? Sorry. Yeah, good was, was the, was the ten royce yeah, it was, was good it was royce good to, to it was good to yeah
3: yeah yeah so so they excel the three of those i think royce plays ten occasionally now i think that they create they excel in different phases of the four four phases of the game and then so you have to do different things when it's not in the, the phase that they excel in and you can do jotter in that kind of role if you want to but he will only excel in in a in negative transition he's he's the one that will go he is probably the best player that we could have to go and press the ball to go and counter press the ball in the first 2 seconds
2: okay so our weakness all season has been negative transition there's not been too many problems with the attack um so do you did you do you think this was entirely to help us improve in negative transition
3: Yes, in both phases of negative transition, in the counter press, I think it hugely helps us in the counter press. But I think more than anything, it helps us um, negate the, the the seconds three to seven after you lose possession.
2: Okay, just a quick note to our listeners. I'm so, fortunate we have we're doing this the day after we haven't got the pressing yet. We will we will put that in the. Uh, we'll do a separate analysis. Me and Rosie will do it uh, in the Discord chat for people for subscribers later. Um, so, um, Bart, anything you want to say on, on, um, the reaction to
4: right and the Pretty much, pretty much same as along the same last side. I mean, again, I'm just looking at the EPP map, map and Henderson and Tiago are more of a two pivot, but for me, it just, it gives stability, you know, in that sort of when we are transitioned on, if you like, we enter that phase, we, we have that, the two of them, there. uh, helping to deal with that transition whereas typically what's been happening all season is you end up Fab on his own Um, because we're
3: supposed to have two that's the point yeah i know that's what's happening so this forces that
4: to us and that's what i was going to say you're telling them right you are both doing this role which means that there's no like high pressing from one of them or anything else it's like right you say here in front and you're blocking the passing lanes and you're being there as a blanket the bit i felt interestingly looking at the, the network is that i think i put in the chat that in the ten, whatever you want to call it, the zone, it, it, just behind zone fourteen, if you like, behind Nunes, Diaz and Jota actually took up the most. They took up the most of the time in that. Uh, Costa provides the width on the left. Sunday maintains right, and Trent is uh, just over halfway line uh, level with, not quite level, but in line with Thiago Henderson. And you got Van Dyke and Matip shifted over. So I thought. You surprised that was- by. Diaz's positioning? I was, yeah. I I didn't, because we have chatted many, many times this season, myself and Simon, all of us saying that Diaz is, is better when he can isolate a player and I'm not sure he's great in when he's receiving the ball with several players around him. So to see him come up and I've had a simple time to check it, you know, to see him I come think, up in that. I, I don't
2: think pitch. he's, yeah, but the, I think where he excels in the, the situation, he excels is like he won the, when he won the penalty,
4: he's driving at players in tight situations yeah. and that and is it, fine. But yeah, and he also, but I agree with you in build up, yeah, for sure. Build up. And it, I think also in this game, he he made that third man run, if you like. So there was a, a quick into the front man back. And then Diaz was, was the one sprinting in behind and the ball was played in. So yeah. that, I think he's good at that as well. But I just don't keep good players around it. But anyway, no, I thought I think this is a very positive move. I, I like the stability we got a bit the caveat is it's against Rangers. Yeah, for sure. Um si, can I
2: ask you about the um um the combination on the right side? <laughs> because um we all, we talked for years, for three years about the strength of the team is the biggest strength of the team is, is Trent Tassala.
3: Yeah, and how quickly Trent finds Mo?
2: Yeah, and if you look at Bart's pass- passing network, it's the thickest line, and it's the thickest line in the team. The connection between Trent and Sa- I mean, this was a bit of a throwback, right? But it makes me wonder, what were we trying to fix in this zone in the first place? I just, I just do not know what what With problem Trent, we were trying to fix.
3: No, me neither. But Mo was much deeper. Trent was much deeper for this game. Right, and um, they had just different jobs. Mo was playing right, playing right midfield ostensibly. Yeah. Um and if you look, he had if you look at the uh, the numbers, he had the most progressive um, uh distance carrying because he was coming from so much deeper than everybody else. Um he had uh, tons of uh of ball recoveries and touches uh in and around the edge of that box. Um he was just playing much more like a midfielder. He looked like he was having an absolute ball as well. I agree.
2: He looked like he looked. Yeah, he looked, looked, he looked, really looked like he was enjoying it. <laughs> Just you to back up
0: about six, there were six um, ball carries in this game, the most of any player this season to lead to shot creation actions. So three chances created and three shots after beating a man.
4: Yeah,
0: yeah he, that, he, that's got to be a factor of coming from deeper and having a run on them rather than taking your taking the ball with you back to the player and then being able to double team you.
4: I thought he was also he made eleven uh progressive passes in this game, the highest in the team. Like that's that's phenomenal. I mean, and also to bear on the fact that what we're talking about Diaz and, and Nunes, Diaz received twenty progressive passes with an eighty percent success rate, and and uh, Nunes received 17, 17 uh with a seventy-four uh percent uh success rate. So they're like the high some of the highest numbers we've had all season. Of receiving yeah. progressive parties,
3: we really do need to caveat that from watching them live. Yeah, yeah, Rangers yeah. Are shit.
4: I'm not, Rangers, I, Rangers, always would, the caveat. Apologies, Scottish sure listeners.
3: Rangers, <laughs> I'm not even sure Rangers would get out of the championship.
4: I don't either. When you said, to, what did you say? You said they it looked like a championship side so playing chasing the playoffs. I just yeah, said yeah, yeah, I was yeah, going like to seventh or eighth in the
3: league. They just looked like Final championship. Side. Yeah, that's shit too. I
0: yeah. just they didn't they didn't <laughs> offer they didn't offer anything. And Frankfurt beat him in the in the new campus, room, wasn't it? Oh, no, yeah, no. The the they beat Leipzig
2: in the, the semi final. It's historic. Yeah. yeah. They,
0: they, they weren't shit last season. They might. Yeah, they right. were. They weren't.
3: The Europa League has. Well, uh, it, they it's shit. like be a caribou. Than yeah, than the like, Europa League is like a caribou. It's that people don't want right. to be in it anyway.
2: I need to bring some semblance of order to this right? Can I ask a sensible question? Roadsie, then, right? If Rangers were in the Premier League,
0: where would they finish? Um, I'd say middle to low. But let me have a look at Club ELO, which is surely... Would they a, Would a they better, avoid relegation? Better, a better way for us to decide it. Would they avoid... I, I think just about.
3: Just yeah. about.
4: I, I think because they've got Morelos up front, I think they've got a fair shot of avoiding relegation.
3: But I, I think the difference is, we talk about this all the time when we're Champions League, is that they expect to win. So they yeah. aren't used to defending the whole time. No. If they're in the Premier League, but by game ten, they they just put ten men behind the ball and hope hope to to not lose five nil. It's yeah. a di- it's a completely different thing that we're playing against the really really weak attacking team.
0: Yeah. Okay, Rangers are ranked sixty-two, and I, I think this kind of agrees with both. Wolves are 59th. Leeds are fifty-third, Everton fiftieth. I think that's exactly about. So they're that, higher than Notts Forest yeah. and Fulham. So the head of Southampton bomber from Fulham, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, that sounds about right. It's... Relegation battle, then potentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Okay, yeah. right. All right. Um, so yes, Rangers are. Um, I say maybe we'd say rather than shake, Would you substitute the word uh, dross for shit? <laughs> <laughs> they,
3: they are. They are very, very, very much dross. Their best player is Ryan Kent, and um, if we, isn't it Tavernier? <laughs> uh, <laughs>
4: uh, Ryan Kent's uh, better than him. Oh, no. Matt,
2: Matt, no, 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 no. no, The best player is Alan McGregor.
0: I, th- I think the best yeah, player true.
3: I think I, the best Alan player McGregor the made one really good save in that game. The rest of the time, the ball was going to hit him. If you'd have put a dribbling dummy in goal, Nunes would have hit it. Did you see Alan <laughs> wow. McGregor use Napoli? Yeah, he played well in that game. Yeah, he, he was brilliant.
2: Regular. Absolutely brilliant. I'm just talking to him <laughs> in this game.
3: Yeah, he had to make one really good save. He made a, one decent save from Nunez. He made a really good save from Mo, and the others, the others. Were but what the, he made they, from the, Jota was dramatic. the best one. Dude, that, that was, that was he going in. It was. It was absolutely
2: amazing. Here's the
3: bar at best. Oh fuck
2: off! It was going in the poster stuff. <laughs> like, Can you replay? Fuck off! Like. Literally just watched it. <laughs> Honest to God, that was incredible. Um, that save from McGregor on, on from
0: Jota that was unbelievable. It's funny that the best save came from Mo. That's all I'll say.
4: Oh, well, you yeah, mean the on one the where inserts. he cuts in and he bends it? Yeah. 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 On the bounce.
3: That was the uh, that was the hard bit.
4: Yeah. That's the other one. I'd say to back up their lack of attack and intent, right? On the average pass there, well, as you can see, their furthest players forward are in the center circle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's pictures right. in our box. Oh, no, I'm sorry, they didn't, they didn't get out of the half.
3: but no. I, I don't think that's lacking intent. I think that's what you no, get if they're is. in the champion. If they're yeah. if they were if a team, they might lack intent. They tried, they just couldn't get out. They were trying yeah. to beat our press, and and they just didn't have the ability to do it. And which meant we swarmed around them. Hopefully, this leads to confidence. That's what like we got ahead. We I said before the game what we what we need to happen is we need a set piece goal. And an early goal, and we've got two set piece goals and an early goal from a set
4: piece.
3: Yeah, yeah. um,
2: can I, can I just ask about uh, Rosie for the match summary first?
0: <laughs> you know, can I just say Rangers' Twitter fans are quite grim as well, say si, So don't be not as not as
3: grim <laughs> as the fans in the stadium. Oh my god,
0: <laughs> oh yeah, 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 my son was saying that anyway. Match summary, um, obviously, we only do well, we'll start with the base 23 shots to six. Um, 17 shots in the box to three. That's higher than our season average, but our season average is kind of off the scale for us. Um, 10 shots on target to two, which was the second consecutive game um, that we've done 10 shots on target. So we, we can't be saying the players are hitting the target, but I know I can see what Sai's saying if they just put a, <laughs> someone in the middle of the goal and save them. Um, unfortunately, we ended with two big chances each. Not convinced about. There too, one of them Matondo um, was cleared off the line by Simicass. The other one somehow cleared off the line.
2: That was unbelievable. I'm,
4: that was um, unbelievable. So
0: that was—I don't think we'll see a better defensive clearance all season than that. Um, but from their six shots, they had a short quarter of seven percent. More of that, please, Ruppel. We obviously had the pen, so I take that the XG for the non-pen. It was one point six to zero point five. Um, the models. Kale is never includes pens, so his 1.8 to 0.5 is a little bit better. Um, stats bomb was n- 1.92 to 0.3, so they put even less um extra value on rangers as shots. I'm um, not even sure they'd have even awarded them a big chance. Um, so yeah, good. Especially, yeah, they probably that, that, they, that, that the I think the, doesn't come to the 8 to 15. The, yeah, not.
2: the Coslack one is what they would call an edge case in. Um, in, in 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 XG modeling, yeah. and I think it's a good one. I think that I don't think it was anything like a chance, really. The way it was, where it fell to him, um, and it was blocked, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so I think Statsbomb probably got a better handle on that than most of the others it the chance.
0: Yeah. But the, the the biggest factor to me on their big chances is the fact that we're two with <laughs> five minutes to go. That that's when we used to concede big chances.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When the
0: game was won. <laughs> When, when the game was won and we bought on five now subs yeah save, and yeah yeah, now we'd make a save, whereas instead of conceding four of them before before we even have a shot, yeah so yeah, okay.
2: Um, so we've already talked about um the problems with evaluating this game because of Rangers. Um, Site, how much of this um change? Um, and what we did in this chain, would work against, in quotes, better teams. Would you be happy to see us do the same thing, for example, against Arsenal on the weekend?
3: Absolutely. Yeah, I absolutely think it will work against. uh, It has as good a chance. We know the other thing isn't working anymore. Um, We literally, I'm fully on board with the fact that we can't physically do it. I remember talking about it in in eighteen nineteen about the the physical monsters that we had in the team, yeah, the, <clears throat> yeah, that were faster than anybody else and fitter than everybody else, which gave us this physical physiological advantage. Yeah. We no longer have that. We had it. We we have a, a structure. The demands of those tactics require some huge capacities that we no longer have. So instead of hoping this way you've got to revise you've got to be more conservative uh, with your tactics and um and really just the the area you expect your players to cover on the pitch and then you um you lay out your quilts your uh, accordingly that that cover all of the bits that you need covering if you watched last night we were so compact and the whole team were moving around like uh, at varying points you could put um, uh, a 20 metre wide um, blanket on the whole all 20 outfield players on the pitch at the same time yeah um, and that's do you what we need
2: do, do you think we'd be able to see that blanket in the, against a team like Arsenal for example
3: we absolutely can see that blanket against them as long as you've got um, the right people pressing at the right times but you've got much much smaller spaces to press in which it makes it a little bit easier um, you've got so you're, what you're doing is take is creating the risk out wide with a switch, and then you're going to go one v one wide rather than playing wider and allowing the switch inside a, a, and allowing a long ball uh, in between the fullbacks because there's space to play it, um, and then creating one v ones there, and that's way more dangerous because it's near a goal. And
2: just to just to remind me again, right? You have no issues with Jota as ostensibly as, as as a ten, because it's not about what we do traditionally, as in terms of creating forward and you know and, and and being a creative force from a ten position. It's more about the negative transition.
3: Well, if you look at the things that that you get from a great footballer, Bobby is best four years ago he could press like an absolute monster, but then he could also play lots of little intricate one-twos and yes. he had unbelievable vision to play somebody in, slip the ball through in between the um, the fullback and the centre-backs. We we don't have that anymore. Bobby could play those technical um, passes there, but he doesn't have the capacity to, to do the pressing. So Jota does pick your poison, but don't plan to have both of those things
2: so you're saying what wouldn't work would be for example bobby behind jota or bobby and jota
3: could that work for you it could work but it causes it causes or it causes issues that you have to have planned for that's all we don't have the perfect solution anymore no like watching If you there, there were um I, I was chatting with my boy at the game last night and he and he basically said that uh, there were probably 10 or 12 different occasions most of which ended up with a darwin or a diaz shot from from uh low uh percentage chances or or the ball rebounding out of the box because of terrible first touches um the Um, What just remembering Sadio and Bobby and Mo at their very best, it just kind of contextualised how incredibly good they were. They had this insane level of athleticism. They were unbelievable in both sets of transition, but in possession also, they would just blam the ball at each other inside the box and it would just bounce straight to one another at just the angles it would come off at and it would go where they expected it to and somebody would shoot. And, And that Jota absolutely doesn't have the, the ability to do that. His first touch is just, unbelievable. It's just awful. But even Diaz is chasing his first touch. It's not a deliberate thing. And it's not criticising them as being bad players. They aren't bad players at all. They're wonderful players. They're just not as good as those geniuses that we used to have. So we can't set up a team tactically to expect those things to happen. You have to put players in better positions, in different positions now, to take advantage of the things they are brilliant at. Whilst you're hopefully coaching them to do to, to expand their game a little bit.
2: Okay. Uh, same question to you, but How how um, well do you see? Can you see these changes working against uh, better teams in air quotes better teams than Rangers?
4: I oh, think you for all the reasons so i said and equally the reasons we said before the the extra stability for me that this gives this system gives you or the the personnel the shape whatever you want to you want to call it um and the discipline that it, it enforces uh our midfield to have um i think it puts us in a better position looking at the next two games next three games sorry i mean rangers is not irrelevant but uh, the next two league games uh to
2: have, Do you- have a chance Do you see the Darwin, sorry, the Darwin, the Diaz positioning staying the same against Arsenal? Do you expect him to go back to him in a much wider position, say, against Arsenal?
4: I I think he's, I think I said before, I, I don't like him wide. For me, he's got to be. Oh, sorry, wider than he was in the Rangers game. because Or do you think that was just a product of circumstance? I think that was a product of circumstance.
2: Rate, because you how bad at, Rangers were,
4: yeah. Yeah, I think the, the shots he took, like I si was saying, you've got to create opportunities to put the best ball into the players that you have, right? So the ball we were trying to play in for Nunes, we did, was just a roll in, in between the, the channel between the fullback and the centre-half for him to run onto and hit it first time. Yeah, that's, yeah. The, that's a typical Nunes chance. For me, he's not going to get that coming from wide he's going to get that being the, the the front man the other thing that his first touch isn't great but it's better I mean 76 percent uh, season rate is miles better than he was having 40s and 50s earlier in the season I know the numbers are low in terms of minutes but he also allows us to do playing our position is to play into him and then he can quickly knock it back and we can play that Diaz in the on the, or Murray yeah. on the on the deep so I think he's got to play down that middle in that constricted area to get the best out of him for me we've got other wide players to do the, the workout wide don't, just concentrate for me. Sorry, I, I sorry. I, I so I
2: think we got confused there. With
4: we, you, you were there. You were talking about Darwin, there, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, you know, in 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 what I said initially was that that's that's great. By the way, was do you expect to see Diaz as? Oh, sorry, Diaz. In, as, yeah. is in against a team like say Arsenal. Would you expect him to go back to a more traditional position where you? And I think it's because in the Rangers game, he was,
4: was inside like Simicast
2: yeah. was almost in Diaz's position
4: because he was so advanced because of the way Rangers played, right? yeah I mean this it's only one game isn't it so it's hard to say the advantage of Diaz being in there we get you, we spoke about Brighton doing a box we almost had that box there with Tiago Henderson uh Jota and uh Diaz yeah right. yeah and then we had still had the wit from Costa and we still had the safety so there are a lot of advantages being there it's just Seeing whether Diaz can actually adapt to having that ball in those areas and still be effective. Well, to be
2: to be fair, we should I should bring this in as well. Um, Patrick, um, Patrick in, in Discord, Patrick A, um, one of our subscribers, yeah. he basically said that he remarked already that he sent some screenshots that what we did against Rangers oh, was very similar to what Brighton did against
4: us. Their their their, oh. their, their shape off there so. So you, yeah, you
2: you you you, dislo- you you like this, yeah, right?
4: Yeah, I like yeah. this. I mean, I think you know, I, I've always liked the two band pivot. That's just the way I am. I, I prefer that. I prefer having that discipline, stability. I can see the advantage of playing the three, like you said earlier in the day, about well, why don't we just go back to doing the the four three three that worked for us, and that's great. But I don't think we've got physical capability to do that anymore. Yeah. So therefore, for uh, we can we cannot do win win games playing the way we've started season playing. So for me going forward the way we did do it against rangers is, is the way forward for me. So quick 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 question to you say si, again. Can bring you back in.
2: Um do you could you I I I said in the group earlier on that could we not just get similar results in terms of stability by playing the 4-3-3 with a flatter 3 in midfield. So you, you don't think that's an option anymore either.
3: I don't right I think you need to Constrain to the two right sided eights, and I don't believe Klopp hasn't tried. Yeah, so I think this is we call it constraints led coaching, uh, in work. And I think he is he has moved the constraints and moved the constraints, and now he's completely taken out the safety blanket. So you've no choice, there are two of you, you don't get to go anymore.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So we're not going to see the 4-3-3 with either Harvey or Hendo as the right right eight anymore?
3: I don't think we're not going to see it. I just think that this is...
2: Yeah, yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah.
2: Not with his personnel, Darf. Yeah, but what annoyed me most was it showed that Henderson can can cover Trent. So I I was thinking, well, why haven't you been doing that most of the season?
3: But Trent wasn't going.
4: He wasn't going as much. No, but even it,
2: when he did what even on the occasions when he did go, he was there covering that channel.
4: But, but he, he had, more had already gone on his own. Yeah, yeah, he had a disciplined role to play that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? A, a That's what annoyed box me. Anyway. It. But, it annoyed me, yeah. But it, yeah, uh, it also helps him out because he should be able to play more because he's not asked to do massive yeah. load of high speed uh, distance and sprint. Do you know,
3: do you know the. Um, he's the, he got very, very high numbers for progressive and creative stuff last night, Hendo. But it was really interesting watching. How many times? Um, so tr- uh, let's go. Um, Tiago, I thought Tiago was, e- was exponentially better. Yeah. Um, so uh, Hendo played well um, in relation to how he's played so far this season. He had possession control neutral, which is much better than he's been. Tiago had a possession control of 11.
2: Um, remind, remind us what that's possession control is. It's, it's it's possession loss is on the negatives. All possessions lost on the negative side. What's on the positive side? Regains. Possessions won. Yeah, regains.
3: Yeah. Okay.
2: I mean, do, um, so any header,
3: tackle, interception, recovery anytime yeah. you're gaining possession. Um, yeah. So Thiago, Thiago, actually, of of his eighty of his seventy-four touches, he won thirty-two uh, percent. Thirty-two of those. For himself, so not give not received a pass for those touches, like so. Last night, what he was doing was he was the one intercepting and winning the ball back, and then with one touch playing it to Hendo, who was facing the game, facing play, totally without pressure. He, if his passes that um Hendo only uh, of how many passes did he made 59, he had 62 passes, only four of them were pressured, yeah. And so he and, and he was actually facing the play. Tiago kept setting him up and he was facing the attack. And, and he he had time to make one, two, three, five touches sometimes before playing a switch pass or a long pass in behind, doing the progressive stuff, but from deep. That stuff kind of worked. But Tiago was the reason why he could do all of that stuff. Um, and the if you look back at uh, Diaz's penalty, um, thank God he did it. I, I think we, we might have got picked off otherwise but but um that Hendo made the pass to Tiago he did this lovely little faded um pass behind uh, to Diaz and he brought it down and dribbled whatever but um if you roll back 15 seconds um Ryan Kent sat sent um Hendo off for, for a coffee in the middle of the pitch. Um, uh, totally caught him out and Tiago bailed him out by making a slide tackle just in front of the pe- uh, penalty box, which won us the ball and we broke up the other end and, and that happened. So, yeah, like, if you listen to BT Sport, he was wonderful, but I actually don't <sighs> think he was that good.
4: It, I completely agree, So I mean, Tiago had, what, five progressive and one key. Hendo had one progressive registered. This is with uh, football. So, you know, I just... I I didn't get the love in. I think. Well, no, I think I think it's uh, fair to say he, had he his played best well game for he, a long yeah. time. He I'm did. Sure. I'm not trying
3: to criticise him. I'm saying nah. that yeah. I don't I don't think he did all of the stuff differently for David. Yeah, stage. yeah. He, he had a reduced role, but Thiago allowed. That I think it's the best he's, he's
2: played brilliant. since the FA Cup final.
3: I
4: agree. Yeah, for sure. But Thiago made sure that he he was receiving the ball in an area for him to be effective. So, Cyber was saying there, Hendo was receiving the ball facing play. Yeah, Hendo is not very good at turning with the ball yeah so Thiago is making sure that he got the ball he made a simple dull ball if you like but it put Hendo in a position to be the most effective player that he can be and that's 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 why Thiago for me was the better midfielder out of the two
2: yeah um, any other key stats or observations that we want to make on this match um, distances and sprints Si
3: did we win it? I just muted again, I'm rambling on too much and not having we can a chat. We um, yeah, hear. we 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 won. Uh, we won all of the running last night. But uh, one hundred fourteen to 100, 112. we won high speed by by three hundred and sixty meters. They were, just, yeah, we're on one Not too, too
2: bad, is it? One one four. This this that's not bad.
3: Yeah. A okay. ball was in play quite a lot. I think that was another thing. Um, but yeah.
2: Roti, any, any key stats, observations that you've got that we need to,
0: on, on Rangers? You no, know, I, I was just um, looking at the pressures, seeing as I've not done the collection yet. Uh, Tiago had the most pressures in the team, um, which was good, followed by, followed by, and this is the key, and this is going to be interesting to compare when I do it, Diaz with 12, Nunes with 10. Salah with ten and Jotter with ten. What a nice little balance that is. Yeah, it's be. going to
2: be really oh. interesting to see. It's going to be really interesting to see the differences in the in the heat maps and stuff like that with a four two three. Especially if we do this for a number of games, it's going to be really interesting, Rosie. To get are we are we going to call
0: game. it four two three one or four four two or we just 2 I think four four
2: two.
4: Traditional. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, do we want to have a
2: quick word about Darwin Nunes? Um, the um, yeah, I think he is quite possibly the strangest data player I've ever seen. To say he is an output monster is an is an understatement. I thought Naby Keita was a data player, but I think Darwin Nunes is taking it to a new level, Rosie.
0: Yeah, I've been getting a lot of um, messages from Liverpool fans giving him lots of stick um, recently, and I think it's because they're suffering from the Harlan disease. Um i think the comparing outcome with process and for me and i hope on this podcast i've always been consistent um the process is all that Myers, dan and you've had a look at his process numbers you've included all the data that we've got so far which isn't much we've included friendlies uh, I,
2: you have to include five you have to include friendlies to get to 500 <laughs> minutes <laughs>
0: <laughs> a so, again, we still don't know. But even in the smallish sample that we've got in the Premier League, he's had five big chances. So he's, he is having, attempting a big chance more often than Haaland. Let's just put that in perspective. Haaland's gone on the biggest streak of goals possibly ever seen in the Premier League.
2: Well, he's on track to break Dixie Dean's all-time top flight record. Yeah, and He's he also, uh, he, yeah.
0: he also got another two tonight. So, But he is converting at over 40%. So that is coming down, but I had a look at his Dortmund numbers, and I think he converted last season at something like twenty-seven, twenty-eight percent in the league. So that is like just for context, Diego Costa, I think, with highest can highest come. Um,
2: right. So, no, but let's, let's let's talk about Darwin Nunes though, Roger, yeah. because oh. that's what
0: I did ask about. Um, so let's
2: leave Haaland, right? So you, you 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 don't you think the only reason people are getting grief for him is because of Haaland?
0: Well, I think that the the arguments I've had with fellow Liverpool fans and obviously other United fans who are calling him all sorts of donkey names and things like that um, is <laughs> is the first touch issue. Okay, but we've talked about Diaz and um, and Jota's first touch in in already in this podcast. But looking at his underlying numbers, which are shots. Shots in the box, touches in the box, shots on target. It's all good, Dan. I'm not seeing the issue. The issue is just a bit of cold streak. That's all I'm seeing.
2: Tell yeah. me I'm wrong. Um, no, I don't even think it's a cold streak because uh, well, six point nine percent conversion rate. Oh yeah, yeah, that, that's cold. But I'm just gonna say the only reason I don't think it's a cold streak because his his expected goals on target is high. So oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And and you know if his if his expected goals and target figure was low, you know I would say you know he's missing the target a lot and he's and he, but when it's high he tells me you know that there are there are a series of decent say and much to what say si is going to disagree with this that there are a series of dis, you know when you've got a small sample my my view is is at the, this is the old Samuelito one so if you just get the ball on target and hit it really hard you're going to score a load of goals and the issue is when you've only got a 500 minute sample. If you exclude Friendly, three hundred forty-four minutes of competitive football—that is not enough of a sample. Things can happen by chance in a sample of that size. I mean, bartsel and talk about this till the cows come home. But
0: we should all talk about that. Yeah, I mean, but,
2: but really nice just but all I wanted to say was right, if you if you try to broaden the sample to take out randomness, right, then that brings in the Leipzig game where he scores four goals in forty-five minutes, right? And if you include every minute he's played. He's he's got a he's averaging one point one goals per ninety minutes. But people say, Well, it's a friendly, it doesn't count, right? Well, it doesn't really, you know. But the I'm um, all I'm trying to make a point is illustrated here with, with with the data. But um, yeah, but yes. Yeah. So he's seven point six shots right from the first friendlies he played right through to now, he's maintained at seven point six shots per 90 minutes, which is I've never seen anything like that. But you know, we, we can 60, talk about
0: the second behind Haaland.
2: Yeah. We can talk about whether it's good for the team or not you know once we've got a bigger sample but so si, where do you stand on newness
3: um I'm less convinced than you
0: what's the criticism though
3: it, does it does it have to be criticism I just the, the Darth darths citing friendlies for God's sake um i'm only just, just trying to, I'm, I'm just trying to broaden the sample that's all well, we got we got sample size from from Champions League or no? We got we got
2: three hundred forty four minutes of competitive, right? So you can't I, even use that as the data. It's three hundred
3: forty four minutes. No, so, tell us then, because we're we're only trying to use data rather than opinion. So, yeah, but but my point is that that we can't really if we, if we're only using Liverpool, you can't really have any data. They, they can only be anecdotal because there's no data to go along. If you look at him. If you look at players like Robbie Fowler, who was famous for being a great finisher, he hits the side netting. So far, Darwin doesn't come close to side netting. He hits the ball right down the middle. But he um, did last season. Hit the side netting? No, he didn't. He, he was uh, if, you know. He, if you go back and look at the goals, yeah,
2: he hits it really hard and on target. Like I said, that's why I said Eto. He sure. just keep. Yeah, get it between the frame of the goal and hit it really hard.
3: I'm not asking him to be Harland. I'm just asking him to score. Okay. like the He takes a lot of shots. And if he's taking shots, then other players aren't taking those shots. You've got to be the best, you've got to be the best finisher in the club if you're going to be taking the volume of shots that he's taking.
2: Yeah, there's, I think there's a legitimate question to say, does does having that, you know, but the team's low overall level of shots is still high. But yeah, like you said, the, but like the overall, the level of shot quality across the team got, was poor last night. In-
3: if you've got him and Diaz taking shots every time they get the ball, then you the whole the whole team's shot volume is going to be high. It's the shot yeah. quality that's the problem. He yeah. currently has the only Virgil and Matip of the team have a lower post shot xG per shot.
0: But you just said the data is irrelevant because of the sample size. I'm saying of the but
3: he's he's taking a lot of shots so
0: far. But He's also had five big chances, which is more frequent than how he keeps
3: missing. And because oh. he's hitting them down the middle. I'm not saying he's a rubbish player. I'm saying I, hang on, hang data. On, if hang you on. are to use data, the data doesn't just back him up right. because he hang has on. lots of shots.
2: Hang on a sec. Mate, <laughs> right. Fot Mob, which is which is Opta, right? Have got him as 3.97 expected goals on target from 12 shots. That's good. That's really good.
3: Absolutely. i have in total it's got 1.54 expected goals on target so far and i use i use their data for every game you use spot mob. yeah
2: well okay someone's read it wrong yeah somebody's typed in one of us has typed it in wrong because i got 3.97 from that
3: 3.97 anyway. that's 60 for each shot yeah i got that's unlikely, Darth, given that it no, yeah. was no not close to that high. Yeah, you had, 7, you had 0.73
2: against range. This is great radio. 0. 0.74 against Ajax. 0. 0.07 against Everton, 1.17 against Fulham, 1.26 against City. Yeah. That's 3.9. So anyway, right, it is what it is. All right. Um, so I we what we will do is in the within, there's, going be, there's going to be plenty of time in the world cup to when we're going to have a bigger sample to to talk about
0: but can we just try and use some p- predictive analytics here si. so how many what's your goal spread on him the, for the season then because i think he's going to is going to hit form form being the operative word that i don't think applies but he's just going to start scoring because he's doing all the process correct so i'm going 20 25
3: you think he's going to get twenty-five goals?
0: Between twenty and twenty-five in all comps, if he plays enough minutes.
3: Uh, uh I think I said he was gonna get tw- uh, fifteen and eighteen before the season started.
4: That's
0: fair enough.
3: We're twenty five we're twenty twenty-two percent into the season.
4: Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I thought I was with a euro, I thought he'd get twenties. But bear in mind we're now that that percentage of the season and he's got what, two goals? One goal, two goals? Lot. So, I I guess,
2: I, so I'm guessing, side you don't. Put, you're not playing Nunes against Arsenal.
3: I no. So I'm. I'm. I'm saying play Darwin as much as you like because he cost 100 million quid, so you have got to have some kind of faith. in
2: No, him. no. But you want to get a result. We need to get a result. So um, uh, I'd, pl- I'd play
4: him for different rate. I'd, I'd play him against Arsenal.
3: Okay. I, mean, I don't think he's in our best team right now. No.
4: I don't play him against City. I. I think. Ars-
3: I think both Bobby and <clears> Jota get stiffies. Playing against Arsenal. <laughs> so you you play you play jo,
2: you play you play Jotter and Bobby Jotter and Bobby in, in in the middle in a four four two. Yeah. Okay. Why why didn't you just say I? But you said yes. I said would you play Darwin against Arsenal? You said yes. i no.
4: I'm, I'm saying i have no problem with him playing at all. Oh right. So you've got no problem with him playing. Right? No, no 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 not at all. Would you play Mo, is at ten side against City? I thought Mo was
3: tremendous on the right. I'm fine with him doing that thing. No, no, no I just, I, 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 just I, think, I think we're probably a better team if, if Jota's playing on the right where he played for Wolves and Diaz is on the left and you got Mo. I, I just think you got you've got your best players nearer to goal. Yeah. If, yeah. if we're if we're putting the idea out that, that Darwin is our best, is, is in is one of our best players. Him and, and Mo play well together. They link yeah. up well together. He <laughs> this Mo, this Mo, is Mo what keeps him in.
4: Yeah, that's what I was saying against City. Do you play Moe in the in the the 10 inverted commas and Dart Nunes up front and Jota right and um Diaz left?
3: I feel like we're talking FIFA games here. I don't yeah. Like, no, I don't no. think I, mean, I don't, don't think that going to do that. We nah, didn't that. last night and he's changed the system, though is playing on the right wing, and he yeah. played really well on the right wing, just carry on doing that thing.
2: I agree. Um final question. We talked all season long about the Elliott role, say. Um, what is the Elliot role in the system? Is it the ten? Is that it for Hardy? I think don't play him. You think he's going to go back to the under twenty three for a while?
3: I, I don't know. I, do we even do that anymore? I don't think that's. I don't think we do it. Well, I
2: that's where think, Artur went. He went to the under 23s three, didn't he? I think get, Artur's get games. gone.
3: Yeah, Artur's gone to sit on some rocking chair in Brazil somewhere. If is he? he is he injured? Wasn't even you know, wasn't even in the squad. So I, I, he's he, he's just done. He's just not good enough, apparently. Um, but I think Harvey is just going to be rotated in when. So he's he not. He's just
2: hang on. Are you saying Artur is not
4: injured?
3: Artur's not injured.
4: No. <laughs> I, I, I think Harvey will be a change. Like you know that we've got five subs, right? So Harvey will come on to save legs somewhere in the in the front four or the midfield three in this. Well, he, could play the, the, he could play that. He could play the salary role, couldn't he? Yeah, but he's in yeah. this for system. me, yeah, but he's not. The problem is, he hasn't. Played, no, no. Hasn't it was as a sup, he
2: could play as a sub. Like, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. It
4: was interesting in this game. He was classified as an AM yeah. on um, on F brief. I know it's F brief, but generally, they you know the positions are quite interesting, and he, he was classified as an AM. But That's I, the I, th- right I, wing was was that Elliot. Yeah. I don't. I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna. You see him start much now. Okay. Right, we will
2: be back on Tuesday. Um, no, we won't be back on Tuesday. It's the Wednesday. It's the Sunday for the Arsenal game, right? And then it's which day for the Rangers? Is it?
4: Wednesday? Uh, Wednesday's are Rangers, isn't
2: it? Oh, so, we, OK, we will be back next Tuesday, Tuesday to go through the Arsenal game. And in the meantime, we'll be putting the Rangers press analysis
1: in Discord. But until then, up the Reds. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show.